welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford and Woking in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. So, uh, has everyone done their Christmas shopping? Yeah, yeah. We wrapped ours up yesterday. It's good. Um, I learned how to wrap. My wife, Path, taught me. I have wrapped presents before. It's just always been um, not very good. Like bits of it not wrapped. Stuff like that. You know, you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm a big fan of Christmas. Um, I have many favorite parts of Christmas. I'm sure you have a favorite part of Christmas. Maybe it's the food. Show hands for the food. Not many, a few. That surprises me. It's one of my favorites. Presents. Um, what are the other bits? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. One of my favorite bits of Christmas, though, other than Jesus and the food and the presents, is Christmas TV adverts. Anyone into that? Yeah, yeah. So you've got your old classic, haven't you? You've got your Coca-Cola advert. That's good. But in recent years... If you're a TV watcher, you'll know that they've really ramped up the game. So now you've got people like John Lewis, Sainsbury's, Iceland this year. Some of the big hitters have started bringing out some pretty awesome Christmas adverts. And uh, I have a favourite this year, and it's a controversial favourite. Um, I'm sure many of you are here saying, well, my favourite's the Sainsbury's advert, and I wouldn't blame you. It's got the little kid dressed up as a plug. Remember that? And he like runs, jumps into the wall, the lights come on. That's beautiful. My favourite Christmas TV advert this year, drumroll please, is the John Lewis Elton John advert. Yeah, yeah. It's got really bad ratings, but I think it's great. If you haven't seen it yet, we're going to watch it. <laughs> Thanks very much. Have a great Christmas. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Did I get paid for that? Someone say that. So if you uh, don't know who Elton John is, uh, it's one of the greatest musicians of all time, wrote the Lion King soundtrack, remaking that, which is exciting. Um, And what was happening in that advert, if you didn't track with it, was it was going backwards through his life, all the way from like playing in stadiums and everything, all the way back to the day when he was a little kid, no idea if it's true or not, when he got given a piano for Christmas. Wow. <sighs> it's moving stuff. It's moving stuff. And I love that little um, tagline at the end there. Some gifts are more than just a gift. And I guess that's the thing, isn't it, that we're celebrating this Christmas. We're celebrating this idea that an arrival, a gift that came to earth, was way more than just a gift. I'm sure um, some of you have had some good Christmas gifts over the years. I've had some really good ones and some really bad ones. When I was 25 years old, uh, my stepdad was given the responsibility of going to do the shopping for my Christmas gifts and my whole family. I don't know why. And uh, so he went to the shop, bought the presents, wrapped them up. Christmas Day, we're opening up the presents, and I get handed my first present. I open it up, and inside, I'm 25 years old at this point, I open it up, and inside is a Ben 10 mug. Now, if you're not, resp- if you're not uh, familiar with Ben 10, it's a, kind of a cartoon program for like six-year-olds. So I open it up, and everyone has a laugh. Oh, Matt got a joke present. That's good. So then everyone else opens their presents. My little brother opens a PS4, which is awesome for him. And then I open my next one, open it up, and inside's a Ben 10 watch. 
And everyone has a laugh again. Oh, yeah, that's great. Matt got another one. And I open about sort of five or six presents throughout the morning, and every single one was a Ben 10 joke present. And my stepdad had forgotten to buy me an actual present. So that was a bad experience of Christmas for me. But one year, when I was 10, and maybe they did that because they thought I'd already had the best present that could ever be given. When I was 10, I got given a puppy for Christmas. Yeah, beat that. It was a pug. I called it Pugsy, and she was my best friend. And she was definitely a gift that was way more than just a gift. So um, we're going to read the Bible quickly. And it's a story that um, we read loads of times over this season because it tells us the story of how Jesus came to earth. So it's in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25, and it says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife. But he didn't consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So this story that we read, that we celebrate through Christmas, is not just about a little baby being born. It's not just a nice scene to print on Christmas cards, although it is a great scene to print on Christmas cards. This story is about God coming to earth. It's about a gift that's way more than just a gift. And it's about this spark which brings like hope and life to humankind. So um, when I was 16 years old, um, I found myself in a bit of a, a tricky situation in my life where um, I'd grown up in a bit of a challenging family situation. And I found myself at a point where I was thinking about heading off to college and I wasn't feeling happy at all about life. I wasn't feeling happy in myself. I was really struggling with things. I was struggling with like relationships with family and all kinds of stuff. And I got into a place where I firmly believed that my life didn't really matter, that it didn't really matter to the people around me. And to be honest, that it didn't really matter what decisions I made in my life because they wouldn't really make any difference. And I got to know, when I was about 16, I got to know a youth leader at the church that I'd been going to for years and years and years. I'd been pretty involved in church, but I was in this place where I was really struggling. I started to get to know him better. And one day I was at an event and someone prayed for me and I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was like there was this like spark of life inside of me. And it wasn't like an instant thing, but I started a journey at that point where I got to know Jesus more than just knowing information in my head about him, but really knowing him in my heart. And I went on this journey of growing in confidence, reconnecting with like family members that relationships have been difficult with, um, and just, um, just getting into this place where I really understood that actually I was made on purpose for a purpose. I was like here for a reason, and God had plans for my life. And it was this like spark that set me off on this journey. And we read all the way through the Bible, don't we? All the way through the Gospels, the stories of Jesus' life, that when people encounter Jesus, their lives are changed. They start on this journey 
towards a relationship with him. The Bible says that when we know Jesus, we can have life and we can have it to the full. And we read, we read of people that are lost, sick, lonely, struggling in life. We read of Lazarus, this guy that was literally dead and got brought back to life by Jesus. And even the disciples, right, their story, they're going about normal life. They're just doing their jobs and then they meet Jesus and their life is changed and they start on this journey towards life to the full. And the Bible says that Jesus came to give us life to the full. And we see all through history, people encounter him and their life is changed. It's a little bit like if you have like a flame, like on this candle, it's not a flame, if it was lit. And, and you took that flame and you put it next to something flammable, it would burst into fire, right? Like petrol or something. Do not do that. Don't light petrol. And when people encounter Jesus, the light of the world, they come to life. They begin this journey towards discovering what it means to experience life in its fullness. And in my experience, it really is a journey, right? It's a journey that takes our whole lives and we're like growing in relationship with him. And today we've been putting these oranges together because they help us to track with this story that we read earlier. A story of hope, life and salvation at Christmas. John 3.16, one of the most famous verses in the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And we have these oranges, you know, Bill said earlier, we have these oranges to represent the world. And we have this ribbon which represents what Jesus did for us. The ultimate sacrifice he made by dying on the cross. And then we have these sticks, which have all fallen off, which... <clears throat> which signify all the things that we have, right? And it's, they signify how much Jesus loves us, not just those with loads of stuff, but those with nothing and everyone in between as well. And this candle, which represents the light of Jesus, Jesus, the light of the world. And then the last bit, and probably the bit that we overlook the most, is this bit of foil. And as Bill said, not just to protect our hands from being burnt, but to reflect the light of this candle. And it's like we as people who follow Jesus, are here to reflect this light of Jesus to the people around us. So I wonder how this Christmas we can be the kinds of people who reflect this love of Jesus to those around us. Maybe we can be those people that carry this spark of hope to people, this spark of life to our friends, our neighbours, our colleagues, our family members. And at Christmas we, we, we read this story and we celebrate that hope came to the world in the most unlikely of forms. Came through this young girl of no position, no power, born in a, a stable, in a trough meant for animals to eat from. Such an unlikely way for the king of the world to enter the world, right? For hope to come to humankind. And who could have known, like in that John Lewis advert, who could have known that that little baby one day would grow up to rescue the whole world? to bring freedom and salvation to everyone. And I think that we can be the kinds of people that carry hope and life to the people around us in the most unlikely of ways as well. It doesn't have to be a complicated thing. It can be little stuff, you know. It can just be a conversation with someone. It can be a reunion, reconnecting with someone again. It could be some good news or a smile or a hug. It can be the smallest things that can bring huge hope into people's lives. Has anyone seen Hunger Games here before? Yeah, it's a film. It's great. Really good film. And there's a baddie in it called President Snow. And he's like the big baddie of the film. And he says of hope, he says hope is the only thing that's stronger than fear. And the reason he's so scared of hope 
is that hope, because hope is such a powerful thing. We know that hope is found in Jesus, right? When we know Jesus, we can live life to the full. So this Christmas, let's be people who party hard. Let's enjoy the food. Let's enjoy the presents. But let's all think, like, how can we be the kinds of people that reflect this light of Jesus, the light of the world to the people around us? How can we bring hope to those around us who are hopeless? So I'm going to pray. We're going to sing one last song, I think. So Jesus, we thank you for this Christmas season. God, we thank you for this opportunity to celebrate with each other, to reconnect with people, to celebrate how you came to the earth to rescue humankind from hopelessness. Jesus, we thank you you came to save us and to give us life to the full. And God, we pray this Christmas that we would be the kinds of people who reflect that hope, that light to the people around us. Amen.